Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Welcome to our Rolled Doll series, and now we are reading Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And don't worry for those of you who said who say, wait, this is spooky season. We're going to do spooky stories in between the books that we read. We figured we need, you guys needed a palate cleanser, and that means too much spooky for too long will be, like, really spooky. So we're still going to do spooky season. We're going to do a scary story to tell in the dark, maybe a couple, in between each story. But we just, we just don't want to spook you out too much, right, Peyton? Because Peyton had a bad dream last night. huh? And when we were reading scary stories to read to tell in the dark, Peyton couldn't look at the pictures because they're really spooky. huh? She was holding her hand up to block her face so she didn't see it. <laughs> okay, chapter 13. The big day arrives. The sun was shining brightly in the morning of the big day, but the ground was still white with snow and the air was very cold. Outside the gates of the Wonka factory, enormous crowds of people had gathered to watch the five lucky ticket holders going in. The excitement was tremendous. It was just before 10 o'clock. The crowds were pushing and shouting and the policemen's arms were linked trying to hold them back from the gates. I have a question. What if Charlie opened it and he was really poor and he lived like four hours away and he couldn't get there? And it was the next day. Because remember, they're like, it's tomorrow. Would he have a ride from somebody? Maybe Willy Wonka would make sure he can get there. Because mm. I was like thinking like, what? he's poor. What if he was poor and he lived like in Europe? I don't know. Right beside the gates in a small... In a small group that was carefully shielded from the crowds by the police stood the five famous children together with the grown-ups who had to come with them. A tall boy, a tall bony figure of Grandpa Joe could be seen standing quietly um, along them and beside them. Holding on tightly to his hands was little Charlie Bucket himself. All the children except Charlie had both of their mothers and fathers with them. Oh, you're right. Interesting. And it was a good thing that they had. Otherwise, the whole party may have gotten out of hand. They were so eager to get going that their parents were having to hold them back by... For, by... What? Hold on. Hold them back by... By force to prevent them from climbing over the gates. Be patient, cried the fathers. Be still. It's not time yet. It's not 10 o'clock. Behind him... Char- you, can put your, you can put your chin there. It was just getting a little bony on my bone. Charlie Bucket could hear the shouts of people from the crowd as they pushed and fought to get a, <coughs> bless her, to get a glimpse of the famous children. There, there's Veruca. Oh, crumb. I forgot how to say it again. Beauregard. I think it's Beauregard. There's Veruca Beauregard. I heard someone shouting. That's her all right. I can remember her from the newspaper. And you know what? That's somebody else shouted back. She's still chewing that dreadful old piece of gum she had for three months. Look at her jaws. They're still working on it. Who's the big fat boy? That's Augustus Gloop. So it is. Enormous, isn't he? Fantastic. Who's the kid with the picture of the Lone Ranger stenciled onto his wind cheater? 
That's Mike TV. He's he's the television fiend. He must be crazy. Look at all those toy pistols he's got hanging over him. The one I wanted to see is Veruca Salt, shouted another voice in the crowd. She's the girl whose father bought half half a million chocolate bars and then made the workers help his peanut factory made the workers in his peanut factory unwrap every one of them until they found a golden ticket. He gives her anything she wants. Absolutely anything. She only has to scream for it until she gets it. Dreadful, isn't it? Shocking, I call it. Which do you think is her? That one over there on the left. The little girl in silver me- in- with silver mink coat. Oh, in the silver mink coat. Which one is Charlie Bucket? Charlie Bucket, he must be that skinny little shrimp standing beside the old fellow who looks like a skeleton. Very close to us, just there. See him? Why hasn't he got a coat on? The cold weather, don't ask me. Maybe he can't afford to buy one. Goodness me, he must be freezing. Charlie, standing only a few paces away from the speaker, gave Grandpa Joe's hand a squeeze, and the old man looked down at Charlie's and smiled. Somewhere in the distance, a church clock began striking ten. Very slow, with a loud creaking of rusting hinges, the great iron gates of the factory began to swing open. The crowds became suddenly silent. The children jumped up and about, and the children stopped jumping about. All eyes were fixed upon the gates. There he is, somebody shouted. That's him. And so it was. Who do you think there it was? Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. You know, I always, like, it makes me think of the song in the new Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so funny.